Christians, we as Christians would let the Holy Spirit have more of us. That He would indwell you more and more. And in and, and verses 14 through 21, Paul's praying that prayer that, that, that you would be strengthened through might by the strength of that inner man, that God's power would strengthen that inner man in you. And this is what we need inside of us. We need a stronger, we need the ability to say no. How hard is it to say no? I mean, you stop and think about this, parents. How hard is it today to say no to your child? Teenagers, look at me. Y'all listen. How hard is it just to flat say, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go off with y'all. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to party. I'm not going to have sex. I'm not going to disrespect my parents. I'm, 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 I'm not going to be like the world is. How hard is it, men? How hard is it for us to say no to, to, to the things that, that draw us away from, from being the spiritual Godhead or the spiritual leader in our family? Y'all, it's so hard. No, it, it, no, it goes against everything inside of us. Why? Because the devil, we're children. We were born into the uh, children of the devil in disobedience. We were born lost. And his nature is to fulfill that fleshly desire to, 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 to give in to those things that, that, that only the, 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 the taste, the, the appetite, the sensual sight, and the physical touch of things. Those are the things that, and, and Paul is saying right here, if you'll let the Holy Spirit come into you and you'll let Him indwell you, you know, He was the one that went around and He was persecuting the church and, and He was putting Christians to death and He was doing all these things. Uh, and, and when God come and visited Paul and, and it knocked him off his horse and he was blinded and Jesus Christ spoke to him, this is what I want you to understand. In verse number 7, verse number 7 of Ephesians chapter 3, Wherefore I was made a minister. Paul didn't say I accepted the call, did he? Paul didn't say that, that, that I decided one day I was going to do this, did he? He said I was made. So many times in life, us as Christians, we as Christians... We go through hell all week long because we're fighting what God's made us to be. He's made you to be holy. He's made you to be pure. He's made you to be strong. And we fight that nature, that human nature inside of us is weak. The human side of us is weak. And Paul says that when I give in to the spirit man, I was made a minister according to the what? The gift. What is grace? Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Let's turn back one page here. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. I want you to understand grace. God's grace is what saves you. God is a gift. The salvation is a gift. God gifts every man. It says that according to the gift of grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of whose power? Of God's power. The Holy Spirit, and in, in, He gave Paul power to do these things. He anointed him with spiritual gifts. In the Bible, and, and we'll get there in just a minute, but every one of us, I want you to write this down. Romans 12, 6 through 8. 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. 1 
First Peter 4, 10-11. These are the places in the Bible that references the spiritual gifts that God has placed on men, women, boys, girls. When you're born again, you are gifted with gifts. So many of us in the church today feel like we don't have anything. Oh, I am a spectator. I don't have a gift. God did not give. You know, I don't have. But yes, you do. But when I start asking most people, if I, if I, what are spiritual gifts? Most folks will say speaking in tongues, laying on hands, interpretation, miracle signs and wonders. Then. Y'all know my personal opinion. I walk by faith, not by sight. I don't need that. It was there. It's, you know, it's for a time, for a season. There's things that go on. I'm not going to argue with that. There's a spiritual gift given in the Bible about that. But it says we walk by faith, not by sight. We don't have to see uh, somebody being brought back from the dead or a blind man receiving sight. We don't have to, to see somebody stand up and speak. In an unknown tongue, and somebody stand up and encourage. We don't have to see those things to believe. We believe just by faith that we're saved and that we've been given gifts. Romans twelve six, having the gift, then gifts get different. Listen, it says that there's there's a multitude of gifts. There's a bunch of different gifts in here. It says according to the grace that is given to us, where uh, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the. Uh, According to the portion of faith for the ministry, let us wait uh, on our ministry, on, on He that teaches, on teaches. Now this, now that word wait ain't what you think. It's not like, mm, I'm gonna, this is what happened. I'm waiting. This is what everybody in the church has done today. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on the Lord, the Lord to anoint me with a spiritual gift. When He anoints me, I'll do it. I'm waiting. It talk- the Bible says for me to wait. When you go to lunch today at Top of the River or Longhorn or whatever, what's somebody going to do? They're going to wait on you, amen? But by George, you better not be sitting back there in the back kitchen waiting on me. You better be standing up there at my table filling my tea glass, putting food on my table, bringing me jelly for my biscuits. Is that not what we expect the waiter to do? That's what the Bible's talking about is, is, is when you have the gift of teaching or, 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 or prophesying or ministering, we use that gift in waiting. That waiting is a server. We are servers of God. We are supposed to be out serving one another, helping one another, and strengthening the people around us in our families, in our church, in our community, in our neighborhood. God's gifted every one of us a measure of faith and we should be using it. What's happened? We quit ministering our gifts. And the world calls us hypocrites. Because we are. I don't mean that ugly. But it is ugly. Why? Because we quit doing what God's called us to do. Verse number 8, Or he that exhorteth on exhortion, he that giveth, let him do so uh, simplistically, that he ruleth with diligence, he that, uh, that showeth mercy, and it, it did show up. It didn't on mine. With cheerfulness. I want you to understand these are gifts. I won't give them to you here in a minute. One by one by one and give you a definition where you know because the majority of everybody in here has probably got 10 of the 12. 
But we just don't realize what a gift is or, or, or how to use it. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. Now, there are diversity of gifts. I, I just went through it in Romans chapter number 6. Or Romans chapter number 12. But it's all the same Spirit. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit anointing each and every one of us. It's the same Spirit. Save me. Save Jack. Amen. The same Spirit that called me to preach. Call Jack to preach. Amen. Come on. We're all working by the same Spirit. We shouldn't be fighting with one another. We shouldn't be going through all the turmoil with the nominations. That's, that's of the devil. The nominations are of the devil. Doctrines out of the Bible. That's where we have all the separation. It says, in there are diversity of administrations, but the same Lord. It says, in there are diversity of operations. You understand? We have a diversity of gifts. We have a diversity of administration. We have a diversity of operations. We got all kind of things that should be going on, and we should be operating and working and doing and doing and working and serving and helping and doing. But we're not. But God ordained and set forth and gifted everybody in one mind, one accord to be doing these things. We're all of God doing these things. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given unto every man to profit himself. Is that what the Bible says? What does the Bible say? That we're supposed to profit all. My gift, does my gift benefit me? Or is my benefit gifted, does it profit this church? Does Terry's gift of teaching benefit Terry? Or does it do it to, to, to benefit the church? Their gift of, of and I'm a prophecy, proclaiming God's Word. We'll get there in a minute. These singers, they're prophesying. They're up here singing boldly under the, under the Holy Spirit in the name of the Lord. They're prophesying and telling of the hope and the, 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 the great things we have in God, the promises. They're singing them week in and week out. They're prophesying this about God. It says, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, but the same Spirit. Y'all, it's one Spirit that does all these works and each and every one of us. God is so good, He don't have to have two Spirits. There's one Spirit. It's one God. It's one Son. It's one Savior. It's one salvation. It's one baptism. It's all one body. But you know what? We've detached our, the body from the head is the problem. Jesus Christ is the head. He's the Lord. He's the Master. He's the one in charge. And, and so many people want to be in charge and run churches. I've seen them run churches slap broke out the door, shut, people gone. Why? Because they're not working in the Spirit of the Lord. Verse 9, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gift of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning the spirits, to another uh, the diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretations of tongues. I want you to understand all these things that God has gifted each and every person in a church. Each and every person has multiple gifts of the Spirit, but it's the same Spirit. We're all, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I love it. I love it. I remember when we first got here in the first vacation Bible school. There wasn't many of us, but everybody here jumped in and boom! 
worked and worked and worked and then next year it grew and we worked and worked and worked and it's grown and we work. We're in one spirit here. That's what I love so much about this church. It's one spirit. But what hurts me is there's so many that still, they're spectators. And, and I'm not, I'm, I'm saying, you may not realize that you've got a gift. You don't want to be a spectator. That's the boring sport. Spectator sports are boring. Hey man, I'd much rather be playing as I had sitting over there watching. If somebody's fishing, I don't want to watch Michael catch fish. I want to watch Michael watch me catch fish. Hey man, I mean, you think about these things. Everything in life is funner when you're the one experiencing it firsthand, and you're the one doing these things. It says, "If any man," oh, let me back up. I'm sorry. First Peter four, and I didn't even realize this was a gear, spiritual gift. Hospitality. The Spirit of God gives us the gift of hospitality. Being hospitable. Is is that correct? Without grudging. Darn it, Jack's come by again and I gotta feed him. How hospitable is that? I mean, you think about these things right here. You think about it, just 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 showing hospitality to people. Just just being Love you, brother. Good to see you today. Y'all, that's the simplest gift. And God give that to everybody. Everybody's got that gift. And every man that has received the gift, every man or even so work. I'm gonna take that word out. I need to rewrite this one. Ever even so minister. That should be even so we should work the same one to another. We should show this one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak with the oracles as of the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God giveth him. Now I know there's a lot better preachers out there. But I'm going to do what I can with every ounce of effort and energy enthusiastically to try to motivate y'all to try to make you realize that there's more to it than just coming in and sitting down and siring and soaking. It is to be uplifted and cheerful and joy and engaged and interacted. These are the things. You're, how you experience Sunday morning service is how you're going to experience your relationship with God. And if it's dry and boring on Sunday mornings for you, then you're going to be dry and boring all week long. The Spirit needs to touch you and you need to turn loose, be filled and let it overflow. Come on, somebody. Hey man, we need to get involved in this. And it says, let him do it with that as the ability that God giveth him, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be the praise and the dominion. Jesus is supposed to dominate my life. Jesus is supposed to dominate your life. You are a slave, a doulos. Every King James, NIV, American Standard, English, every, every word that was in Greek or Hebrew that was doulos, that meant slave, has been translated to servant. It's been lost in translation. A slave had no choice. 
A servant chose. We are either you're a slave to Christ or you're a slave to the world. There ain't no, I, I, I'm going to serve over here a little bit and I'm going to serve over there a little bit. No, you're not. You can't have two masters. What's Jesus saying in, in Matthew? You love one and hate the other. You cling to one and, 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 and despise the other. It says that he may be glorified and he may have dominion forever and ever. Amen. Gifts of the Spirit. I want you to understand. You can have more than one. You do have more than one. Leadership. This is what we need to, you need to write these down. Leadership. Some of us has been gifted with a gift of leadership. And it, the leadership is not one of them up there with a whip and crack popping and snapping. A leader is a person that's aiding the body by leading and directing members to accomplish the goals and the purpose of the church. What's the goal of the church? See folks get saved. Amen. See the church grow. What's the purpose of the church? To be a safe haven for lost people that are broken? What does it say about hurt people? Hurt people hurt people? When you think about that, most of the time, if your feelings is hurt and somebody comes up to you and they may say just, just really nothing wrong, but what happens? You hurt them because you're hurt. Us, as, as in, in the leadership roles of the church, we ought to be helping one another. This is something, if you don't sit there, if you don't lead, you're wasting that gift. Administration. Now leaders, you think leaders are going to be the top, wouldn't you? That ain't so. Why? Because administration leads the body by steering who? The leaders. We, we me, me as a leader, I, I, I need, I need instruction. I need direction. I need, I need help. I need people trying to, okay, preacher, you're doing a good job over here, but if we turn that just a little bit, we can hit this whole road heading through here. Imagine everything I'm firing is just going right through. I'm boy, I'm hammering Jack. Come on over here, little brother. Come on over here, little brother. Now, preach straight on. Look at all I'm getting now. I need help. I need leadership. I need guidance. But it says leading the body by steering the leaders and others to remain on task. Oh, man, a rabbit preacher. How many of y'all have ever seen them rabbit preachers? Amen? Every time a rabbit run by, he'd start chasing a different one, and a different one, and a different one, and a different one, and a different one. And boy, before long, he's like, God, what did he preach on? These are things that we need to know to remain on task, organized. Why do we need to be organized in this church? Because the Bible says that Christ is not the author of confusion. Amen? we got to stay organized to see what we're doing here. According to their God-given purpose and long-term goals. I didn't know we had goals here at this church. I didn't know. You know what? The world set business models up after biblical doctrine. Why? Because the long-term goal is for us to stay in the body, to stay focused, that we can uh, affect as many people in a positive way to try to get as many people saved and in, in, under the blood that they'll be in heaven with us forever. That's our long-term goal. Teaching. I didn't say teacher, did I? Teaching. Each and every person has the ability to teach. Not to be a teacher. Now, understand, they, 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 there's three different words. Teaching, teacher, and teach. To be a teacher is one that's going to steadily do this week in and out. Devout, give, God-given ability that, teach, that, is, that is a teacher. He will continually study and to do and to be diligent with, to, to grow in wisdom and knowledge and understanding to help build the body. But right here it says instructing members. 
There's so many times that Terry Barr, Wayne Warren, and Steve Gardner would sit down with me and talk. They're teaching me. They was using their ability, their wisdom, the road they done been down, things that they done been through, things that already happened. They used, they used to teach me to try to mold me and make me into what God would have me to be. That God breathed life into them, and by the Spirit they breathed life into me. Us, one another, helping each other. You can't just leave, check out, say, hey, I'm gone, I'll see you next week. God's given us all a gift to help one another. It says, instructed members in the truth of the God's Word for the purpose of what? Building up. Unifying. What happens in families today? Most families are, 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 are is ununified a word. When adversity breaks out, you're not unified. We need families. This is where it's got to start it's in the house, y'all. We got to have we got to have mamas and daddies back unified. We got to have mamas, daddies, daughters, brothers, sisters. We got to have. We need unity. We need to be back on speaking terms with our parents, with, with, with our grandparents, with our brothers, with our sisters. We've we, we got to get unity back in this right here. Why? Because when we unify, we're in one mind. We're in one accord. When we're in fellowship one with another. And what's that? Why have we got 60-year-old Christians? Now, I'm talking about from the time I was born to been saved 60 years, that's still babies. Because somebody that hadn't used their spiritual gifts to help them mature, or they don't realize what the importance is, is for them to let the Holy Spirit work on them. The Holy Spirit's the only one that can mature you. Because you, you can fight and, and, and fight against the, the preached Word. You can do everything you can to stand against God. To fight and struggle, but y'all, the purpose of the spiritual gifts is that we are to build up the body, we are to unify the body, and we are to mature the body. I can't do this by myself. It's not my job to do. I'm not gifted with all these things. I gotta have help. And if I could go back 20 years ago with Bobby Kirk, he needed help, and I didn't do it. It was my fault. God gave me the ability, and I didn't fulfill my end of the bargain. Why? Because I didn't step up. Knowledge. The God-given ability to learn. Is there anybody in here that just can't learn? Why haven't we changed then? Why are we still the same today as we were two years ago? Five years ago? Ten years ago? Because we're not letting the Spirit work on us. The God-given ability to learn, to know, and to explain. If you see somebody doing something that's wrong, and you know the outcome of it, you're going to go tell them, what the Bible say to do good? To know to do good and not to do it is what? A sin. What's wrong with the body today? It's full of sin. Just like Jack's talking about, most of us are, man, we ain't got a... Well, I guess it's a whole, we, we probably ain't got a bucket left. It's rusted out. We've let it, y'all, we got to put a patch on that. We got to, the Holy Spirit has got to stop that hole up so we can be filled. 
There's something running out. What's the worst thing in the world? Get up in the middle of the night and somebody drop a piece of ice in the floor and you walk in there barefoot and you walk through a puddle before ice is melting and you got a dog in the house. What do you think you just stepped in? That's nasty. That's just, oh, like, oh, God, i got to go wash my feet now. There's a difference between it running out the bucket than it running over the bucket. Can you, y'all understand that? If your cup is full and it's running over, then it can get on somebody. Like it, it, you, you run over onto somebody. But it's terrible to step in something wet. But it's wonderful. How many of you get in the shower? Oh, how wonderful. I know Buck, he's telling me, and then talking about getting out of the chicken house on Sunday morning, and he gets coming in just to watch that filth off and start praying and getting it. I ain't nothing more refreshing than a good cold shower after you've been outside working in hot sun. It refreshes you. That's why the Holy Spirit's meant to do is to pour down on us, run over us, not for us to step in it. Wisdom, discerning the work of the Holy Spirit. This is something right here. Wisdom, I mean, the wisdom, 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 wisdom. Most of us don't even pray, God, give me the power of interpretation. Or, or don't give me the power of wisdom. I don't want to know. You know what? If I played ignorant when I get before you, I'll be happy. No, you can't plead ignorant. Not after today. It's been preached to you. It says that we, the discerning, the work of the Holy Spirit, and applying the teaching and action to the needs. I mean, I was like, if I know Terry needs something, if I know he stands in need, and I don't go help him, what kind of person am I? Most of us don't care. I'm just going to be, don't come back. I ain't going to stand before God on Judgment Day and say, why'd you sugarcoat it? The problem today is, is we're too selfish. We're too selfish. We don't worry about the prophecy. Proclaiming the word of God boldly. Most churches today are not willing to stand on the word of God and preach the unadulterated truths of God. They're afraid somebody's going to get hurt and not come back. Hey, I want the Holy Spirit to tell you. I was talking to a boy this week. He said, also with, he said, he said, I'll never come back to y'all. Every time I walk in that, not this church. He said, I'm tired of getting beat up over the life I live. I said, do what? He said, yeah. He said, he's tired of getting beat up over the life he lives. I said, he needs to change his life. If the Word of God offends you, you're wrong. It's not. You've got to change. It says, to proclaim the Word of God boldly, this is to build up the body. And I said, boy, no, I'm not trying to tear you down. I'm trying to let the Lord break out. Like Jerry uses that chainsaw and that big chunk of wood that guy carved and carved and cut this out, cut that out. And I mean, there's all kinds of stuff flying to get cut to the bone, amen? But when it gets done, it's a beautiful eagle. They is junk in you. It needs to be gone. And God's trying to chisel it out and it hurts like, oh, get out. But when it gets out, what He's going to form in you is going to be beautiful. And it's going to edify and glorify Him. What are we here for? To edify and glorify and to build up to praise and glory and honor God Almighty. And so many of us don't do that. But it's to build up the body and lead to the conviction of what? What's the, what, 
what is the root of all evil? What is the what's the problem today? They sin in Jack's life. They sin in Ashley's life. They sin in Terry's life. They sin in Buck's life. And you know what? When we repent of that, God heals us. He uses that. He he covers that scar. I, I, I knocked the skin off of my finger. And it's sore to the touch. Right now, boy, that, that, that's a representation of, 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 of where God has peeled back that hard foreskin and He's got down to that tender. Boy, that's sensitive. Boy, you touch it and I'm, ooh. That's what God do. He'll peel that hard foreskin over your heart back. And He starts telling you, let me cleanse your heart. And He can use that. But y'all, we've got to get sin out of the body. What does sin do? It makes the body sick. And when the body's sick, it don't function properly. Discernment. Recognize the true intentions of people. You know what? We need somebody on the corner. We need folks on the corner of every door looking, discerning people's intentions. I mean, we've got two big bouncers at the back of the room now. Somebody walks through the door that we don't know, they're going to watch their intentions. They're going to discern what their purpose is in this place. Are they coming in to help this body or to hurt this body? Is recognizing the true intentions of people. And you know, a lot of times, if you'd sit back for just a second and analyze somebody's actions, you could tell if it's coming up there to get something from you or come to help you. I mean, this is stuff we need to look at. Are people just coming to use me? Or are they coming to help me? I want folks around to help me that, that, that we can keep paddling this big boat. Hey, man, it's getting bigger. This boat's got real big. We need more people rowing. I want people here to help. And it says that we need to test the message. Listen to me. You need to test the message people's telling you. And you need to look at the actions of others. Why? Because we are here for the protection and the well-being of the body. It ain't for me. It's for the body. I'm here for the well-being of the body. I'm here for the protection of the body. I'm here for the, the, the building up of the body. My job is to help protect the body of Goshen Valley Baptist Church. Exhaustion. And that's I, I, I like an exhaustion. Most of us, that's what's happened to the church. We exhausted instead of exhorted. But it's the encouraging. Listen to me. We've been gifted with this to encourage and to motivate other Christians. Instead of tearing our brother and sister down, we're to lift them up. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Oh, I'm so happy. You've done such a good job. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, y'all. Seriously, for, uh, thank y'all for coming today. I mean, I, that helps me. And I hope pray, that motivates me as a Christian. To, to, I want to be a better Christian. Why? That you can't find fault in me. It's all that old preacher over there. He's just tipping over. I want to live a life that, that the Lord can hide me. Hide me and show Him. But right here, we, we all, everybody has been given this gift. That we can encourage and motivate other Christians to be involved. Now, just, just, please do not raise your hand. How many of us have encouraged anybody to come to church with you? This week, how many of us really thought about enough about, you know, what if that person is lost? They're going to die and go to hell. How many about them come to church? Because you know they're going to get preached to. This, this, this is a gift God has gifted to people. 
And it says that we are to do it, to, folks, to be involved and to be enthusiastic for the work of the Lord. Most folks, is, it's all I do to get up on Sunday mornings. That's all I do to get to the breakfast table. That's all I do to get a shower. Oh, Lord, i got to go. And that's most people's feeling about coming to church. But boy, and then it's just to, to, to get back home to, to, to put this body back to rest. That's how we feel on Sundays. That's, and, and that's what's happened. We don't love being at church. We don't, we're not enthused about being at church. And if we could get to that point and have that heart and know those things inside, just to have that, just to uplift and shepherding. Now this is something we, we deny. I begged and we've talked and know we've got, it, we're working towards that. But when we have all these kids here, we got kids on the front corner, the back corner, the far end corner, and right, out in the parking lot. So what we, what what have I been asking the man to do? What are we acting like out there? Shepherds. We got to keep them from getting in the road. We got to keep them getting down in the pasture. We got to keep them getting down where the light ain't shining. Y'all, us and 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 and, and young young people, don't for a second. I mean, hey, that's just like kids. If you see your friends getting off in something they ain't supposed to be doing, honey, your job is God gifted you. As you say, come on back over here, y'all. Just try to keep them, uh, keep them as far away from the edge as you possibly can. Everybody in here has been given these spiritual gifts, y'all. Faith. Yeah, I like. But you know, I love the people that are, are optimistic. This is they, they, they ain't got no doubt in them. They ain't a doubt and bone in their body. It's like, hey, all things are possible through God. And we got them kind of folks that just, you know, and Paul was talking about that. You know, I'm praying that the inner man could be strengthened above and beyond what you could think or ask. And this is what it's talking about. Trusting God to work beyond human capability. The human capability of people. It's like, I know God can do far greater things than I ever will. Evangelism is like, nope, I'm not an evangelist. Oh, I'm not an evangelist. Wake up. Who's going to tell the world they're lost and die? I can't do it. I can't get to that many people. How many folks we got here today, roughly? Fifty-five, sixty. Imagine if every one of us went out and told ten. We got sixty people here today, and we everybody in here told ten people. How many folks would we be? What's ten times sixty? Six hundred. Imagine if we had put six hundred people this next week come to know Jesus. That's a spiritual gift. If you use it, God will bless it. Missions. Oh, I ain't going. I ain't no missionary. I really ain't interested in going to plant a church no more. But you know what we do need to do? We need to carry the message beyond these walls. That's what missions are, is to get out in the world and tell them about Jesus Christ. Now, I know everybody can do this. Service or helper. To serve. Recognize the practical needs of people and joyfully give assistance to meet those needs. It's just basic common sense really of what spiritual gifts are and how they and how they operate. But you know what? Ain't nobody took time to slow down and, and is anybody I've never in my life had this talk to me. Has anybody I mean anybody ever heard this talk? This is just the breakdown of the needs of it. And this is something when I, I squalled over this. 
Because there's so many times that I don't show mercy. Show wrath. But I think about the mercy that Jesus Christ had on me. I think about I think about how merciful God's been to me, a sinner. He's loved me and he's he, 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 he's, he's blessed me beyond measure. And it's just for us, for people that are hurting. Now we live in a world today that that folks are hurt. we got people hurting more today than they than it's, this world's ever been in as bad a shape as it is today. But we as Christians, we have the ability to have mercy on people and to empathize with them when they're hurt. But you realize that, that, that a lot of our issues, a lot of our problems could be corrected by a, a relationship with Almighty God. And for that inner man, you know, I'm one of these, I struggle with that inner man. I fight with myself. You know, I, I have a lot of issues that I fight mentally, I fight with myself. It's like the good side of me fighting the dark side of me. It's a battle. And a lot of times I get so mixed up in my mind, I feel like I'm crazy. But and I'm not being, I'm not, there's nothing funny about this. I'm serious. I'm serious. I have these issues that I have to battle in my mind with myself. I fight myself. But the more I let the Lord work on me to strengthen that inner man, that that the spiritual side can defeat the the fleshly side, that the good can overcome the bad, and I can see the the the, the light in the world. I can see the light of God shining, and I can have hope, and I can be happy, and I can be joyful, I can be uplifted. Why? Because the inner man can win the battle when we let the Holy Spirit start working in us. Hospitality. Now this is something we as a church do a good job. Is to make visitors, guests, or strangers feel at ease. I had easy up there. <laughs> I, had to get, I had to do all my spell check for me. But when somebody, when you're in somebody's presence, that, that just to make them feel comfortable. Have you ever just walked up to somebody and it's like, man, it's like I know that they make you feel like they've known you forever. They just. You, you, you feel comfortable, right? Like I talked last week about kicking how this maybe feels like home. I kick my shoes off and go to the refrigerator and give them something to drink or cookies or, this is us being, having the gift of hospitality, just making people feel like they belong here. That it don't matter what they've done. I don't care what you've done last night. I don't care. God still loves you. He'll forgive you. And He wants to bring you in. He wants to make you into that strong spiritual being. But y'all, these are the gifts God has gifted us. When He saved you, you've been gifted with this stuff. And it's up to us to read the Scripture and let the Lord show us what our strongest traits are. They may, they, I believe there's people in here that's got everything I just talked about. I believe there's others that's got some of what I thought. But you know what? There's some in here that ain't using nothing God's given them. I mean, they just, they ain't using nothing. And you know who it's hurting? The body. If somebody stomps their little toe, does it not affect the whole body? You got a toothache. Does it not affect the whole body? So... As we get into the concept of many members in the body, but it's the the y'all, you listen to me, everybody in here. 
You, you, you affect the body. You have effect on this. Everybody in here has an effect on this church. My question today is they come with a song of invitation. I want to ask everybody in here.